Hey everyone, it's Matt here, adding a little preface to this week's news and Kickstarter spotlight episode. If you follow us regularly, you know that we run a on-off schedule with the news, alternating with our regular show. So it's a weekly show, but bi-weekly you're getting the two different versions. And it, again, if you follow our structure, you know that last week you did not get the news and Kickstarter show that you were supposed to get. We recorded the episode roughly a week or more ago. And unfortunately, due to the nature of my life, being the sole editor and having the new move, the new house, school, work, a lovely wife, and trying not to go insane, using my free time to keep me alive and well, uh, the episode did not get edited and did not post when it was supposed to. So here I sit, well beyond its posting date, with some irrelevant content. Specifically, the Kickstarter spotlight has already come to a close. All of the projects are closed and ended and... Basically, I'm left with a chunk of the show that is irrelevant to you, the listener. So what I've gone ahead and done is edited that out, because other than the few quirky quips and a couple of jokes from Tiff and I, it's really just kind of nonsense talk about stuff that you can no longer access, which really isn't valuable to you as a listener, and isn't content that I really want to produce for you as a host. So... That is out there. I've tried to make a nice, clean little transition, although it is a little weird that we might talk about the Kickstarter in the beginning of the show and we don't actually get to it at the end. It just kind of cuts off. So what you have is a nice little truncated version of the news. Some of the news you might have heard on other casts or from other people because it is a bit older at this point, but it is still relevant content so that I decided to leave in there and post the episode nonetheless because we did take the time to record it. And I want to add in an apology here because although... Life is tough being kind of the sole content producer for the podcast here. It is still my responsibility to provide you, the listener, timely, relevant, uh, and expected content. So you know when we release, when we plan to release, and I have not been able to meet that goal. I've actually done a rather poor job at the beginning of this year, especially embarrassing after my resolution to hopefully release more timely content and hit my deadlines. I have utterly failed you, the listener, and myself as a as a host and content producer. So uh, a bit of crow to eat, a little bit of sadness on this end, because I really do want to produce a nice clean show for you guys. I do want it to come out timely, and real life just kind of gets in the way, and doing it with little, little help is uh, a little bit rough at times. Additionally, I do want to add that this week, episode 63 was supposed to be recorded this weekend, but there was some miscommunication, or rather, lack of communication from Dan. Uh, I was not aware that he was going to be at PrezCon all weekend, enjoying himself, playing some games, playtesting Storm Chasers, which looks great, by the way. Uh, so he was not available to record episode 63, as we planned, and Tiff and I did not have a backup episode ready to go uh, to record. So no recording was done. So episode 63 will be pushed, and that will be recorded with the three of us at our next recording date. So enough of me droning on. I do appreciate you guys sticking with us. We love you guys as listeners, as fans, as friends. We hope that you stick with the show, and I hope that you can kind of give me a little bit of slack or, you know what, tighten up and make sure that I hit my deadlines. I would appreciate that as well uh, for the show. We love making it. We love producing it. Hopefully you're enjoying it for what it is, and uh, here's the news.
Hey everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Boardcast News for February 23rd, 2017. My name is Matt, and joining me on the cast today, my co-host and embodiment of Dan, Miss Tiffany B. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new one. Hello, ladies. Yeah, there you go. If you're going to accidentally mess up the recording two minutes in, then you are officially the embodiment of Dan. Well, if Dan can't be here... We have to bring the spirit of Dan into the podcast. Somebody has to I try my best. Him. We appreciate that. <laughs> in case you forgot or don't know where to find us, you can do so on Facebook.com slash The League of Nonsensical Gamers. Head on over to YouTube to check out our live shows, which we have not done one in quite some time, Tiff. We'll have to we get on to that eventually. Get the gang back together. You can also head over to BGG Guild number 2077, join in the conversation, or find us on lovely social media networks like Twitter and Instagram. Like I said, this is Boardcast News, which means we've got some news stories to cover, we've got some game announcements, a little bit of iOS stuff or app news, and then we're going to chat about some Kickstarter spotlights. So, without further ado, let's jump right into the news. You going to leave that in? That's good. Yeah, it was pretty good. That's going to be our bumper. Do you want to chat about Monopoly or a follow-up on PETA? Um, well, both. All but right. Let's start with Monopoly. Let's start with Monopoly. Did you know that currently uh, Hasbro and Monopoly, they're doing a little bit of voting to reconfigure the pieces that come in the Monopoly sets, the standard versions. And uh, the thimble, the thimble's getting the boot, probably because millennials don't know what a thimble is. <laughs> but. Oh, that's sad. There has been a bunch of voting and the final eight pieces won't be announced until march i believe like world monopoly day but they do know that you know they made a a cut at a certain level and during the public voting the thimble did not receive enough votes to stay so it is officially out of the monopoly board game even though it was introduced in 19 like 35 tiff it's an icon it's an icon and we'll remember it never forget the thimble but if you look at the other pieces which one would you get rid of instead of the thimble well i i don't know why they keep trying to get rid of monopoly pieces is this really what people want you got to keep it fresh you got to keep monopoly new i thought by making like a thousand thematic versions of monopoly every year that they were kind of keeping it fresh that's not fresh enough that's not Not fresh fresh enough enough. i don't know i think get rid of all the classic pieces you know and replace them with things millennials can relate to like penguins yeah what what is up with that? So some of the potential pieces that could be left in, pieces like a watch, a rubber ducky, the head of the Monopoly guy. Is a, it an Apple watch? It doesn't look like a smartwatch. It looks like an analog watch, which we all know that millennials can't tell time. So They really can't. I just, Sad. <laughs> and what is with this like old school tube TV? This isn't a flat screen LCD or anything like that. This is... An, an old-time TV that most people haven't used in 20 years. Well, listen, they're they're slowly integrating new technology. Like, you can't go from wheelbarrow to 4K. You can't. <laughs> can't go from thimble to, to 4K. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, they have Ferris wheel, so soon I they'll like have, like, one. actual roller coaster. No, I think Ferris wheel is a good fit for Monopoly, really. I do actually kind of like that. It's a little World's Fairy. I don't right. like... I don't love it. Yeah. The slipper... Uh, how- Slipper. They have a boot. Yeah. We can get rid of that. Two kinds of footwear. 
But it's a bunny slipper, isn't it? Yeah, it That's looks like cooler it. than a boot. That's way cooler. The boot's classic, though. I, I, I'm a battleship guy myself. I miss the guy on the horse. <laughs> I used to use the battleship as well. Yeah. Is it a Ferris wheel or is it just a wheel? No, I was calling it a Ferris wheel. I'm not sure. Oh, uh-oh. We won't know either way what's going to be included. This is a... Right now, you can buy a special collector set of the eight old ones and the eight potential new ones for $20 if you really want to beef up your Monopoly game. So get your thimble while you still can. See, this that's how they get you. They're like, we're getting rid of some of these classic ones... You can have them all Dude, for you just should buy them. <laughs> Yeah, You should buy them, and then you should buy the new one, because they're going to make something slightly different in that new one. You know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are some Monopoly nuts out there who, who are doing this. You think they would just update the rules? <laughs> I hear from staunch Monopoly people that if you follow the actual rules and not the rules that you were taught, it's actually a good game. I was taught that there are no rules in Monopoly. <laughs> See, there's your problem. Monopoly is anarchy. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time talking about Monopoly. All right, Maybe let's talk about more important stuff. PETA. There has been a response to our previously reported upon PETA claim, where PETA asked the Warhammer people uh, and Games Workshop to not include fur in their games. Mm. This isn't officially from GW, but Warhammer fans put together uh, on one of their fan like zines, blogs, something like that, uh, a response in a satirical Warhammer, like an actual response from the Warhammer universe, where <laughs> they released an announcement from the Imperial Guardsmen Handbook, which are the people, the, the characters of 40K, staunchly or strictly reinforcing the rules of no wearing the pelts of your victims and how there is a code of conduct to be upheld. And if the Imperial Guardsmen wear the skins or pelts of their foes, they are no better than the bloody orcs that are out there. So it was this whole like thing about etiquette and how you're not supposed to wear pelts. So uh, to some extent, thematically, they're agreeing with PETA. But at the same time, they're saying, hey, PETA, go away. I just, uh, it seems like a waste of PETA's time to even write this letter. But who am I to say? Yeah. Good, good for someone taking the time to respond in some way. Yeah, I feel like a satirical response is the best. Yeah. It says, I... hey, we heard you. We don't care. <laughs> so the <laughs> Journal of the American Medical Association released an article, a journal article, uh, looking at cognitive activity uh, in people around dementia age, like 60, 70 plus, and whether or not different forms of cognitive activity would help fight the disease and kind of keep people's cognitive functioning intact. And one of the things that they looked at was game playing. And results showed that, yes, games, uh, along with reading and different kinds of activity, um, do help fight the onset of dementia and different cognitive health problems later in life. So playing mm. games is making our brains better. Good thing I'm not dementia aged now because yeah. I don't play games. Yeah. So you got to keep going, though. We, we can't ever stop this podcast or else we'll get dementia. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, Tiff. You're stuck for forever. for health. I'm stuck forever. That's all right. <laughs> kind of cool, though, you know? So game playing has some other social, you know, or other benefits outside of social benefits. It's also good for your noggin. We knew that. Yeah, I think we this did. This is not news. <laughs> well, it's official from the American Medical Association, though. That's good. It's, it's good fancy. to have a little backup. Yeah. 
So some other things came out of the New York Toy Fair. Um, specifically, Board Game Geek has been doing a lot of tweeting from their press coverage, and we've gotten a lot of different sneak peeks and news and things like that that don't have a lot of details, but a lot of things to be shown. So first up, you know, I'm just going to go down a big list. First up, we saw the Pandemic Legacy Season 2 box art, which we've seen the front cover that was posted a while ago, but we also saw the back cover, which is the more important piece, because the back cover shows you what the game is actually going to look like. And it looks wild, Tiff. The back of the Pandemic Legacy Season 2 box shows that you, this game is set like 70 years in the future, and you're, it doesn't look like Pandemic at all. You start on like this weird, small, Pangea-like continent with a bunch of water surrounding you, because apparently thematically you've been living on like offshore island communities, and your goal is to expand the world, to explore it, to find cities of that have been kind of left behind to the disease and help save them. So it's it seems quite different, at least in the approach. I don't know if the gameplay is going to be all that different. It might still be spread of disease, but it definitely has a different appeal to it, uh, which is kind of cool. I'm excited for that. Although when I first read it, I did think that it was Waterworld, the game, which is fantastic. Which sounds amazing oh, as well. Goodness. When are we getting that? I love Waterworld. That should definitely be a thing. Dry land is not a myth, Tiff. Just thought you should know. Uh, also coming through, Firefly Brigands and Browncoats from Gale Force 9, which is going to be a standalone, scenario-based board game with a lot of minis. I Can we even get excited for Firefly anymore? I can't. I really can't. I've been burned too many times. Yeah. Like, and, and the sad thing is the first like Firefly thing was so awesome and and pretty much what it needed to be mm -hmm. and then every and so i was like oh i should give everything a chance now i was wrong no nope, you really shouldn't <laughs> although these are the creators of the firefly board game which did so well so maybe they get a yes they get a pass. i mean they maybe get a pass but i'm not excited about any kind of minis game ever yeah well star trek ascendancy also has their Three new expansions coming along. Star Trek Ascendancy is the three-player, it's not really asymmetric, but, uh, you know, like unique racial powers, depending on who you're playing. This has been talked about a while, but we actually got to see some of the box art. The Cardassians, the Ferengi, those are two playables. Uh, and then the Borg expansion is actually an AI opponent, but potentially if you get defeated by the Borg, you assimilate and become the Borg and start playing for the AI. So that's kind of cool. If you're, a lot of people are digging Star Trek Ascendancy. You're a Star Trek fan, Tiff. Yep. You won't do it? I, no. No, I don't need to do it. Oh. I don't, like, I need to play the games that are in my house. That's true. That's true. This isn't one of them. I just so. built more shelves for more games. I need to play them. There's so many. <laughs> I have to also get funny. rid of some. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So I don't know. I like I'm trying not to get excited about games. So this news about new games is not going to be good for anybody. It's going to be a long like, episode. Tiff. There's one that I'm kind of excited about. Yeah. But it's at the bottom of the list. So keep going. All right. So a picture of the Dice Forge components, which has a fantastic looking box. Love the box art. Uh, the components actually look look pretty cool too. This is another dice crafting game. So there are only prototype components that have been released. We don't know a lot about the game necessarily, but uh, it looks pretty neat. Somebody else trying the dice craft, the dice crafting thing, which you know we were wondering where that trend kind of went. It's still kind of floundering after Rattlebones, but some people are trying it out, so that's cool. A box cover for 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Showdown from IDW has been shown, but we have no idea what the gameplay is. Uh, it's got a pretty gritty looking box cover though. I like the art. It's not the like old school, overly happy animation. It's more of that IDW gritty TMNT. Looks pretty cool. They also yeah. shoot. Oop, sorry, Tiff. That that's it. That's, that's all I it. have to say. That's all we yeah, know. Look- <laughs> they also show. I'm glad that it has that look, but I dig it. I'm, I mean, it's the new TMNT movies are kind of weird in their grittiness, but I like the comic book style. Anywho. Agreed. Ashes, it turns out, is still alive, even though the Asmodee merger seems to have done a number on their supply and their ability to release expansions. Uh, the two new, like deluxe expansions, they're not full size box, but they're bigger than the small expansions they've been releasing. Uh, they have been announced and shown off a little bit, as well as Marvel slash Disney codenames and DC Spyfall. So the superheroification of last year's or two years ago's big party games. I, I don't know why. I don't know what DC Spyfall is going to do. Marvel Disney codenames are just like words, I guess. Great. Iron Man. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they turn out like, but I don't need this. Who needs this? I I don't know. If you play Codenames to eight, I guess it is, eight or nine, couldn't you just be like Superhero 9? And then just like, do, 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 do. Yeah, I don't know. Anywho, last thing that's come out from there is Attack on Titan. The components for Attack on Titan from Antoine Bauza look pretty sharp. There's a proto of this floating around a year ago, but this is a more finalized proto, uh, it's got this crazy, it's based off the anime property Attack on Titan, where these small, like, rebellion or human fighters fight against these giant naked anime people. They're giant humans who are, like, assaulting the wall. They're they're called Titans, and they're kind of crazy looking, and uh, this has a 3D element where you actually are kind of like jumping up on the human or the titan to to cut them down and take them down. So it looks pretty cool. Uh, Really slick looking game. And one that Dan's really excited about. He's hoping to get his hands on it. Was that the one at the end of the list, Tiff, or is it further down? No, that's the one. That's the one I'm excited about. What do you dig about it? I don't know. This whole 3D, it's so sexy. Like the whole 3D board. And I, I love Attack on Titan. It's been a long time since I watched slash reddit but uh m- me and my husband were both super into it so i'm kind of hoping that with the cool factor of this and you know the theme that yeah. it's a game he could love maybe crossing my fingers i'm excited to try it maybe this will be the one that turns him into a gamer oh my. still hoping we've all been looking <laughs> for the one <laughs> all right let's talk about some other game announcements uh with more specific release dates and things like that First up, Brotherwise Games, the people who brought you. Why did I just Boss Monster? Thank you. The people that brought you Boss Monster have their new game announced in a little teaser image. It's called Unearth. Uh, it's got some beautiful artwork, and it will be debuting on Kickstarter in August. One that I'll be paying attention to, even though Boss Monster is really not my style. I wasn't really feeling it, but this game looks pretty sharp. Yeah, I like the idea of like digging up old civilizations and. I don't know. That's a neat theme. Yeah. And they've done well with supporting Boss Monster, so I trust that, you know, if it's if it does well, that new content will be coming to to support it for a little while, which is cool. 
from Ludonaut in quarter two, a game called Oh Captain will be coming. This is, I got the vibe of Sheriff of Nottingham when I read it a little bit because one player is captain and the other players are explorers and the explorers have treasure and the captain's trying to get treasure from them so he can pay his way off the desert island that he's trapped on. And essentially there's some bluffing mechanisms where the explorers want to keep their treasure, but they have to offer something to the captain. They can offer trick things or um, things that have negative effects and the captain has to decide whether to take it or not. If they don't take something, then the explorers can use it against him in some way. So it's got the the whole back and forth. And I just got the, the Sheriff of Nottingham kind of vibe, not the exact gameplay, but that idea of like, oh, do I do I want to take this? Do I trust what this person is giving me? You know, that bluffing and deception kind of thing. It sounds neat. I don't know that it would be up our alley necessarily because it's got that high player count, though. Definitely not one that I'm super excited about. It looks pretty. And if you don't have, like, a Sheriff of Nottingham type game already in your collection, it might be one to check out. Yeah. If you're into pirating. Well, if you're embodying Dan today, then you are into pirating. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> so from Eagle Griffin Games, the official announced date of Lisboa, which kickstarted late last year, is June. So you can look for that on store shelves. That's from Vital Lacerda. Should be an interesting heavy Euro game. Mid-weight to heavy Euro game. As games seem to be getting more and more complex as he continues to design. So one that we'll be keeping an eye out on. From Tasty Minstrel, our beloved sponsor, check them out at playtmg.com. In March, we'll be coming Flip City Wilderness, which we already discussed. We were not a big fan of Flip City Wilderness, at least as a standalone game. Maybe it'd be a little bit better mixed with the expansions. So if you have those previous base and expansion games, check that out. And then one that hopefully we can get our hands on, because I would like to talk to the viewers about it, or the listeners about it, is Amon Ray, the reprint of this classic game looking pretty sharp uh should be coming with a few kind of updated tweaks and a little sprucing up so that will also be coming in march and hopefully we can get our hands on that so that we can chat about it the official release date of charter stone the next big legacy game and the next big game from stonemeyer games is coming in september and it turns out it will not have a rule book tiff yeah i read that isn't that weird it is weird, but it <laughs> it sounds great to me. You know how I hate reading rules. Yeah. I was like, ooh, something Stonemeyer, and then I was like, ooh, legacy game, and I was about to click off, and then I saw no rule book, and I was like, all right. I can literally me. open and start playing. That would be amazing if it were true. Yeah, we'll see. I, I feel like that's is. a little. There, you, there's got to be something. You can't just not. If there's one thing I know about Jamie Stegmeyer, it's that he's amazing at marketing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no rule I book mean, might be a bit of a stretch maybe. we'll see but maybe I maybe not. not though I Who are we to not. Say? all right one that will tickle tiff's fancy from aeg they're officially doing lovecraft letter yeah i saw that we totally need another one it's love letter with a lovecraft theme i'll probably buy it it's probably good that dan is not here oh man because he would not be happy Richard would be happy, though. That's if, the important part. Well, that's true. If anybody's feeling like getting Dan a gift just spontaneously, I feel like a, a gift of Lovecraft letter would really just hit home. Might be his birthday <laughs> Well, you know how me. Dan loves micro games and Cthulhu. So yep. it, and it's just the perfect thing. <laughs> the rebranding of Lovecraft is his favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Something that I'm very excited for four and something that uh dan and kel and i just recently spent a lot of time talking about is the time stories expansions so 
the three Time Stories expansions that will be coming out this year have been announced and shown off a little bit with prototype box art. The first one is called Lumen Fide, which translates to the Light of Faith in Latin. That is going to be about, to some extent, like a Knight's Templar kind of thing. Uh, Estrella Drive, which is translates to Star Drive in Spanish, uh, is going to be... There's no details, but Kel, I think, is correct in that she thinks it's going to be a snuff film. It's going to be set in the 80s. It is considered 18 plus on the box. You have to be... 18 or older, supposedly. So it sounds like it's going to have some mature themes, uh, which is a really interesting and kind of gritty theme, and one that I think deviates well from we've now seen zombies and we've seen like medieval times. And the third one that has been announced is called Brothers of the Coast, translated from French, and that'll be about pirates. So a lot of the standard themes, and then we have this Estrella Drive in the middle, which sounds like it's actually going to be pretty unique. We just got done playing Prophecy of Dragons, and we were underwhelmed, Tiff. I'm sure Dan and I will talk about it, but it was the, I don't want to say worst because it wasn't bad. It was the least exciting of the three we've played so far. Well, that's the good thing about this game is that you'll always have some new ones to re-excite you about it, right? Well, yeah, with the announce of these three and the two we haven't played, we have five Time Stories expansions this year to tackle, which is cool. I do wish Dan was here for the next one because from Spiel. Terra Mystica Gaia Project, because for some reason, Terra Mystica in space. I'm excited about it. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm excited that I can finally get, hopefully, if Dan doesn't gouge me, a cheap copy of Terra Mystica when he doesn't want his fantasy-based one anymore. (laughs) That's funny. He's crazy excited for this. Oh, I didn't foresee that being a thing. I didn't either. Oh, well, I'm excited about it. I like space over fantasy and i just don't get why why do you need to do this but i don't get why dan would buy it i don't either I don't, he was I don't talking about how he's Terra jazzed Mystica, about it so it's like a great entry but i'm like oh look i'll buy this version Neat. yeah I, maybe i don't know we'll see i mean i'll play it it i think that it looks a lot less clean because mm. it's got like planets all over the place and a lot of black space with the you know where you're gonna move around i don't know how the terraforming is gonna exactly work with the different races and things like that but if it's just a retheme, I don't get it. If I could play space aliens with the original Terra Mystica giants and dwarves and stuff, then that would be fun. But Matt, it's in space. I, yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Just that play regular Terra Mystica on your space play mat. I mean, that was an option. They just saved me from doing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, they saved you from saving money. It's fantastic. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't own Terra Mystica, so it's fine for me. I think. It's okay. Fair enough. All right, our last (laughs) one to announce from Osprey Games. They are doing a new copy of the Martin Wallace game London, which looks very pretty on its box cover. They're going to be tweaking the rules a little bit like they did with some of their previous upgrades. And uh, it should be coming out sometime this year. It's still floating around. But uh, one that I think that Dan, just based on theme, will be all about. Uh, He does have a soft spot in his heart for the London aesthetic. Yes, he does. A couple of app news things. Actually, the first one is just a follow-up. We talked about Vampire the Masquerade and Mage the Ascension, the apps, last year, uh, last week and didn't know what they were. Well, it turns out they are narrative adventure apps based on like a choose-your-own-adventure style thing. So set in those RPG universes, if you go check out the apps, they actually give you like a choice-by-choice narrative experience set in either Vampire the Masquerade or Mage the Ascension. So we now know what they are. 
Also, in case you're interested, the Duelist beta signups for iOS are available. If you go online and check out, uh, you can fill out a little Google Doc and they will send out invitations to the Duelist beta. Duelist is uh, originally like a Steam PC game, but it's very tactical. Uh, it's very board gamey. It, it feels a lot like, I think we talked about something similar, a lot like Crossmaster or something like that, uh, where you're picking your dudes, you're summoning dudes to the table, you're moving them around and attacking. It's all very uh, predetermined. So something that's pretty cool, Craig turned me on to that. I really like Duelist. Hopefully I can get into the beta and check it out and see if that's any good for the phone. Anywho, we made it through. Short and sweet episode this time. Yay. We did it. It's because so, I don't want to buy anything. Sorry, yeah, listeners. No one wants to talk to me about games anymore. <laughs> so sad. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it very much. In case you want to find us, remember you can do so on Facebook.com slash The League of Nonsensical Gamers. Just feel free to leave a post or send us a, a message there. You can always email us at podcast.nonsensicalgamers.com. Head on over to the BGG Guild, number 2077. Ask for some geek gold for a tiny Meeple Shield micro badge. Contribute to any of the forums that are over there. We talk about top of the stack. We talk about our yearbook still a little bit. Uh, lots of things to chat about. If you have any show ideas, feel free to contribute those as well. Uh, head on over to Instagram, Nonsensical Gamers, or my Instagram at Cinnamon Buns. If you search the deep dark net, you can find Tiff's Instagram somewhere with a picture of a dog stroller. If only. <laughs> what you can do instead is go on over to iTunes and leave us an iTunes review. Leave us some feedback, some stars. Be honest. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We appreciate all of that feedback. You guys have said some really nice things about the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, if you want to reach us personally, Twitter is the best place to do that. Hopefully, we've been nice and responsive over there. You can find Tiff at... IneptGamer. Yep. You can find Dan at League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Nad. And you can find me at Cinnamon Buns, spelled phonetically. Thank you again all for joining us. We will see you next week for episode 63. Chugging right along like the little engine that could. <laughs> is there a new tagline? I oof, I should probably break out those taglines that everyone worked so hard on. Remember that? Remember when There's you a promised? document somewhere. You made a promise. You have to keep it. All right. I'll next episode we'll we'll have 12 taglines to open the show. Sounds good. All right. Tiff say goodbye. Bye. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.